Jesus says, only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Please be seated. One thing that is necessary is laughter. A powerful laugh, a good heart-filled laugh can be the best medicine. But there are times when laughter is inappropriate, like when one of our leaders or a teacher is trying to give a serious talk, instructions. It's not appropriate to laugh in order to mock or embarrass others. It's not good to laugh when someone's hurt. There's anxious laughter, which is a stress response, which truly is not laughter at all. And lastly, chiefly, it is not good, not salutary to laugh when God has spoken in his word with his promise. That is exactly what we see in our Old Testament lesson, where Sarah hears God speak a serious promise, and she laughs. Unbelievable. It can't be true. I'm too old. My husband's too old. God doesn't know. She laughs. This kind of snickering is inexplicable to God because when he speaks, he means it. For him, his word is rock solid. It is sure and certain. Why is she laughing? The Lord asked Abraham. This experience lived out by Sarah, lived out by Abraham, is something we can all relate to. It's this sin-sick reality that we can look the truth right in the face. It can stand before our very eyes and we can say, impossible. It's like when elementary school kids have a new classmate with Down syndrome and they laugh because they feel like he's less of a person. It's like when a high school teacher laughs at a girl who believes that God made the heavens and the earth in six days. And we adults laugh at terrible situations in order uh, when we see others' misfortune, when we hear a lewd joke. Have you ever laughed to prop up your own ego? ego? Have you ever laughed or snickered at God's promises? Have you laughed in unbelief? Repent. In today's gospel, there's some stress, some anxious vocal laughter from Martha. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, look, Mary, she's being lazy. She's not helping. Tell her to get up. Tell her to do something. We've got a lot to do. But Jesus silences her, saying, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things. But Mary... She is doing the one thing needful. She's resting. She's listening. Time and again throughout the scriptures, this God stands with those who are mocked, those who are derided and devalued and the ridiculed. That's why God was getting so fired up uh, in our Old Testament lesson about Sarah's laughter because God was serious about promising a child Sarah's child, but more than that, God's child. And through that child, Isaac, would come God's beloved son, 
Jesus. God's familiar with this kind of scornful laughter because he's been there on the receiving side. He was there with Job when Job became a laughingstock to his friends and community. He was there with Jeremiah, whom the uh, Judean leaders laughed him down so as to discredit his words. Jesus was there when he promised that a dead girl would rise from the dead and a crowd laughed in unbelief. He's heard it. Jesus was there as the Jewish leaders laughed at him and sent him to the cross. They looked the truth in the face. And with the Romans, they laughed saying, no way you can be the king of the Jews. Just look at yourself. You know, when I'm mocked or at least perceived that people are making fun of me, my gut reaction is, Anger, revulsion, repulsion, hatred, fight and flight. But here's the great news that the scripture presents. That though we have all laughed at God and sinfully at one another, he has not withdrawn from us. But he's drawn near to us in his son. This God who was ridiculed and rejected has loved us. He's loved his enemies even to the point of death on the cross. And even though we tried to silence God, he continues to speak through his preaching to transform our hearts, our minds, and the way we respond. And that means, in the first place, that he calls us to stop. Sinful snickering, ridicule, and doubt. Jesus' brother James speaks this way to his congregation. These these are not nice words, but they're necessary. Be wretched, James says. Be mournful and weep. Let your worldly laughter be turned to mourning and your worldly joy to gloom. God says it's not okay. The things that we find funny, they're not good, and they make God sorrowful. He wants us to build one another up. He wants us to live in a community that trusts his word. So stop laughing and weep and repent. But he doesn't leave us there. He calls us out of uh, the sorrow that we feel over sin to sit with Mary. He calls us to sit at his feet, to listen to his word. And with his word, he forgives us. He gives us peace and eternal joy. The gospel on this day is this, that God's heart is filled with the purest laughter. God loves to laugh. He laughs. He delights in his creation. He laughs every morning when the sun rises. He laughs when babies are born. And God wants us to share in his laughter. The amazing thing is that God doesn't uh, terminate Sarah's Laughter, but he transforms it. Uh, A year later, uh, after God's promise became a reality, after Sarah had a child, she named him Isaac, which means laughter. She was taken from this point of unbelief to this uh, incredible place of gratitude. And she said, everyone will laugh at me because God is so good. God laughs with joy in human life. He laughs with joy when he sees you, when he sees you in his church on Sunday. 
He laughs with his angels in heaven every time sinners are brought to repentance. God laughs when a baby is born again by the Spirit in baptism. God the Father laughed so hard when his son Jesus rose from the dead that the whole earth shook and the stone was rolled away. He laughed because you were redeemed. You once were lost, but now are found. In the gospel, God transforms our snickering and petty laughter into something real, something eternal. Because with his word, God has given us the one thing needful. He's given us his son, Jesus. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. Dear Christians, are you worried about many things? Mary has chosen the good portion. There's one thing needful. Knowing Jesus. Stop everything. Do not worry about your sin. It's forgiven. Do not worry about tomorrow. God has it under control. But draw near to Jesus. He has completed everything necessary for your salvation. It's done. It's finished. This week, this Jesus calls you to carry his laughter out into the world. And with his laughter, with his word, one thing that will happen is uh, the snickers of unbelief will be brought to silence. And you'll use his word to bring cheer to those who are feeling the gloom of sin. You will strengthen, you will uh, give joy to the weeping. You'll give hope to those who are ridiculed. God desires that through us he would invite the whole world to laugh in his redemption, that the creation has been saved. It once was lost, but now is found.